Hello, and welcome back to the Two Kinky Women podcast, where we dish about everything kink. I am your co-host, Midnight Lady, and my partner is Mistress Gabrielle. Welcome back, folks. So glad you joined us for this uh, podcast episode. We've got a really good one for you today. We really do. But before we talk about what we're going to talk about, I just wanted to mention something please contact us. We want to hear from you. We can take emails. We can take uh, Instagram. Um, We respond to us on our YouTube channel. We want to hear from you. You have questions? You have issues? Would you like to hear us talk about something in particular? Well, we're out there. It's Two Kinky Women Podcast on YouTube now as well. So what's our topic today? We've oh, our topic a great is a fun one. one. It's a fun yeah. one. And there's a specific reason we're doing this topic. Our topic is called pegging. We had done an anal play episode that has gotten over a thousand downloads. So yeah. people are loving the butt. Yes. <laughs> they are loving the butt. And so we were inspired to uh, expand on our topic about anal play, but this particular topic is pegging. Maybe people aren't familiar with that term, so we always like to define our terms. So pegging is a sex act that consists of someone wearing a dildo with a strap-on harness and performing anal sex. To be more specific, though, it's a woman anally penetrating a man with a strap-on dildo. So how did this term come into existence? This is interesting. Yeah, how? Our One of our big relationship sex podcast advice columnists is Dan Savage. Sort of a guru, right? Oh, he's our yeah. guru uh, uh, for these types of things. He went to his listeners and said, we need a way to define a woman having anal sex, giving anal sex to a a man who's receiving the anal sex. And and so his listeners came up with pegging. And so the the term stuck. It it was now in our uh, lexicon of language. It sounds right, doesn't it? It, It's it's, it's very descriptive. (laughs) It's perfect. Um, So in response to the over a thousand downloads on the anal, that's why we decided to do this uh, pegging. But we came across in, in, in our discussion, in our research, three prevalent myths about pegging that we want to dispel right now. What's the first one? First one is only gay men have anal sex. And that is not true. Obviously not true. Not true. There are a lot of heterosexual women, lesbian women, and heterosexual men that love anal sex and right. they, they love uh playing with the butt and when we go on fet life and myself uh me as a dominant woman when i'm on fet life and uh, um, uh submissive men contact me on their list of interests pegging every single pegging time. i would say nine out of ten yes. gotta be <clears throat> yeah absolutely myth number two what's that anal sex is dirty oh ah, well it's the butt And uh, what's dirtier than a butt? Here's the thing. Okay. If you have a good diet, you you eat healthy, plenty of fiber, regular bowel movements, you do not have ulcerative colitis, irritable bowel, uh, various... other gastro Other, you know, lower gastrointestinal You really shouldn't have a problem with this. And it's... The the fecal matter does not stay... It's just a it's just a, a a transitory place to leave the body, so there is very little fecal matter there to begin with. There might be trace amounts, but uh, that's unavoidable. Obviously, if you are that concerned, though, you there are things you can do. You can get an enema. You can clean it out. Uh, there is certainly tons of information on how to do that right safely. There are commercial products you, you can, can get right in the pharmacy. You can refer back to our anal sex, right? Where we discuss it in more right uh, detail, right? Um, but it is relatively clean. You take a shower before. You take a shower after. It's really not that big of an impediment to the 
the joys and the pleasure that you get from it. Myth number three. There's a myth number three. And myth number three, anal sex is painful. You mean it isn't? No. No. <laughs> of course it's well, not. Okay, hold on. Yeah. If you take out the Mac Daddy 10-inch dildo. Right. And you try and stick up that, up someone's ass, and they're not ready for it. Well, yeah. Duh. Is anybody ever ready for a 10-inch Mac Daddy dildo? Yes. Yeah, they I can be. They, are. they can be. <laughs> given they started with a pinky. That's right. Then they started with two fingers. Then they had a little tiny... Mr. Happy, I call him little tiny Mr. Happy. Right. Because he's a little tiny dildo. Right. And then they start with the neck size up. And you gradually, the, the rectum and the anus is very elastic. Right. And But it's also it. extremely, extremely delicate yes. in a lot of ways. So you have to be very gradual. Lots of lube, but we'll get into the lube. Right. And that's after. another reason why you ought to check out, if you haven't already, but I have a feeling that lots of our audience has checked it out already, our episode on anal sex, where we do talk about how to start it off pretty easily by using, uh, shall we say, digital equipment. And I don't mean that uh, in a technological sense. I mean that in a physical sense. And butt plugs and things along those lines. So, uh, and again, if there's enough lube... The world is a lovely place. <laughs> right? Okay. So, uh, you know, I think the biggest impediment to anal sex is how do you bring it up in a conversation with mm. your partner? Yeah. How do you ask for what you want? Yeah. And how do you get what you ask for? It's scary. Oh, asking for what you want is always scary. For sure. Yeah, because there's no question about that. I mean, so how do you bring it up? I mean, how do you ask to get how fucked you... up the ass? I mean, how do you say that in a <laughs> nice way? Well, you don't have to say it in a nice way. You can say it any way you want. But I think if you if you talk to your partner and you tell if you preface it like you they've won the lottery and not like they you have cancer, right? If you say them, I I saw this thing. It's so hot, and and I would love to try it, and I'd love to try it with you. And they're going to get excited because you're excited. And they might be more open to it if they see how excited you are. And the other, the, other, the other aspect about it that a lot of people may not understand is that in male anatomy... The prostate is uh, the place oh, right where, there, yeah, right there, where a lot of stuff is going on. <laughs> and once a male is aroused, the prostate's got a lot to do with what's going on. It's easy to locate the prostate. We're not going to give you instructions on how to do that. Um, at the end of our podcast, we'll give you a couple ideas of some of the good places to go for very particular information, uh, in particular a couple of books that we're very familiar with. But uh, the prostate is the seat of pleasure in a man. In fact, um, most of you are probably familiar with the term the G-spot in women. And if you um, look into it, you'll have a lot of people describing the prostate gland as the G-spot for men. Yes. But there's a lot to this. There's like, yeah, it's scary as for what you want. And a lot of guys, you know, we talked about it just a second ago or so, that uh, uh, anal sex is only for gay men. Um, you know, you're, you're, mis you're messing with gender roles um, when we talk about pegging a guy because men figure they are not the fuckies, they are the fuckers. And essentially, um, you're, you're threatening all of the things that make men men. This is what men do, okay? They fuck. They don't get fucked. But we're out here to change that. <laughs> Actually, I don't think we have to change it. I think we just have to, we just have to encourage, yeah. encourage more of it. Actually, so yeah, it is, it is, it is threatening. I mean, there is no question about it. It can be, um, but um, so you got to talk about, you know, how to talk about it, how to part, bring it up. Part of that gender, uh, gender m messing with the gender and playing with gender. There's a certain amount of shame. If you like anal sex, a certain amount of shame attached and to that's that. A sh and, and that is and a shame. That is, that's an, a shame in itself. Right. Um, but the other part of that, the way you can flip that and flip the script on, on that shame is maybe make that part of the play. Right. Maybe make the shame 
part of the, ooh, this is so taboo. This is worth being so naughty. You know, you can take that shame and, and, and flip the script. Now, what, best case scenario, you, you tell your partner you're into pegging. They're loving it. You're loving it. Yahtzee, let's go shopping. <laughs> right. What about if you tell your partner that you want to do this and they are less than if excited about the prospect? How, how do you handle that? What do you do? What, what are some tips for the people, for both top and bottom? Maybe the man wants it, but the woman is hesitant. Or maybe so the woman wants it, but the man is hesitant. Right. So he's asking for it, but you're not comfortable with it. Okay? You've got some stuff going on in your own head. There's psychological factors. Because yeah. essentially, what's dirtier than butt? I mean, seriously. I mean, we learn that from the time we're little, we're little kids. I mean, we, you know, we know that that's the case. It's dirty, and you're a dirty girl and that, for wanting to that's one do of that. Myths. So that's a myth. Have that's to, right. That's you have right. to fight against that myth. You have to now, change the mind. We are not saying that you don't take precautions. We are not saying that um, uh, you know uh, there's there's nothing that can go wrong. That's not true. There are, and during the age of um, uh, primarily during the age during um, uh, the age of HIV, this was a very very big issue, and we know that what came down during that particular period of time was um, uh, gay sex, which of course was anal sex, was big bad. Not, never do that. You know that is not the thing to do. And then of course it changed into well, you have to take precautions, and you have to use condoms, and you have to use what we call safe sex today. And because of all of that. Um, well, you know, let, let's face it. The, the reality is people are going to do what they want to do. And we're only saying, well, you use your head whenever you're doing whatever it is you're doing. Right? So what I would recommend to someone who is less than enthused about anal play, you don't have to start right and plunge right into anal play. Well, what if you want you... Uh, femdom, you want to peg him and he's against it. Well, you start what we like to call like an exposure. Uh huh. You just sort of expose. You're not putting anything in his butt, not a finger, not a pinky, nothing. Just exposing him to, let's say, a dildo. Can I ask you, Midnight Lady, can you actually describe what the equipment is? When we're pegging a man? Okay. So, the equipment is a harness. And what is a harness? So, if you ever done rock climbing? Yeah. And you step and you put your two feet into the holes and then you pull it up. And it's like a belt. And it comes around the butt cheeks. And it goes down in between your, gen- your genitals, comes up the crack and attaches to the back of the belt. Now, also in the front... There is a ring. The ring can be different sizes depending on the type of harness that you are wearing. And then you take the dildo and you put it from the inside of the harness against your body. It goes out through the hole. And so now it's essentially strapped to your body. This penis is now your penis. And I remember the first time I tried on a strap-on with a penis. I wore that thing the whole night. It was great. <laughs> and I went... You were packing. I went around and I pretty much offended a lot of people by sticking my penis <laughs> in places I probably shouldn't have stuck my penis. But my favorite one, my favorite experience with this was this guy named Rick who was as heterosexual as they come. And I snuck up, of course, I knew him very well. We had played, and we were very close. So I didn't do this with a stranger, don't be worried. I did this with someone I knew very well. I came up behind him and stuck my penis between his legs. And he looked down. And he jumped. He goes, that is the last time I want to see somebody else's penis, in, you know, <laughs> through my legs. 
And Very then he funny. looked, he turned around and saw it was me, and it was a big laugh. It was right. a big funny at that right. point. Right. But I suppose it's got a mind of its own. I can't right. do a thing yeah, with it. Exactly. Every- Boy, have I heard that before? <laughs> right. So um, that's traditional That's traditional pegging say, equipment. That is what we say. And we'll get into some types of harnesses and dildos and all of that right. later in the episode. Um, so as we were saying. So what we can do is says, okay. No anal sex, really not. But how about a little blowjob? Why ha. don't you do a little... How about this? This is your dumb a sub, you know. fantasy, and you make him do something. You make him submit, okay? He will not submit to... Because everything is about consent, right? right. We always have right. to say that. It's always about consent. Right. So he will not submit to getting it up the butt. But um, you make him... You make him give your cock a blowjob. Now... I had a boy. These, you know, so many of these so podcasts. Hot. I always talk about. I had so a boy hot. one time. Uh, I there was a submissive man I played with. No, seriously. I mean, I'm talking about experience here. And one of the most erotic episodes that I have ever experienced with a boy, who I still know to this day, was quite a few years ago. He was not into the idea of it at all. And I thought to myself, well, you know, I'm a femdom. I'm going to fuck him up the butt because that's what we do. But not necessarily, and particularly if he didn't want it. So I couldn't do it because consent is important. But I said to him, get on your knees. And I was packing a beautiful seven-inch cock. It was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was flexible, but not too flexible. It was hard, but not too hard. It was big, but not too big. You know, (laughs) perfect. Absolutely perfect. Oh, man. And I said to him, get on your knees, assume the position, and open your mouth. Well, he was, uh, shall we say, at that particular point, engaged with me with consensual non-consent. So he was going to do it. Okay, there was no question about it. Uh, his limits, his limit was, was the was the pegging, but not giving a blowjob to me. So I had him down on his knees on the floor. and there look. He, what a look with his mouth, okay, around the head of my dick. And it was just, I mean. We did a scene. It was just fabulous. We did we a scene. We did, didn't we? We did a scene with your boy where we did a rotisserie. <laughs> and for those of you who are not familiar with the term rotisserie, that is where you, the man is giving the woman the blowjob. And then there's another woman behind him fucking him with the strap on. And so that's why they call it a rotisserie because he's between two women and two orifices. Right. A piece of meat on a spit, actually, is what it is. (laughs) We're not objectifying, guys. We're just talking about sex. And that's the term. I didn't make up the term. That's, right. that's the term, rotisserie. Right. Someone obviously made it up. And of course, us. we would never objectify a guy unless he wanted to be objectified. Well, but, well then that's part of the play. That's right. And that's what he liked. That's right. It uh, is so hot. It, it is so amazing. Incredible. He was in his seventh heaven. He really was. was he was remarkable. enjoying. And this was the guy who didn't want to be pegged. Right. And it was so, such a turn on. But it was exposure. Yes. And it changed his mind about what was possible and what ex- experience he could get from it. And then the pleasure that he got from and it. And also seeing the turn on that I was experiencing. Oh, yeah. Because he could Absolutely. look up at me. With a face. Right. You know, and, and you're now feeding the, each other's energy. That's right. And it's so there is a way to approach it without uh, that will get you the end result it might take a while longer but we're we're not in a race this isn't a you know a race so and and and, get what you want right and if you have a bottom it's okay a male bottom who might slightly be into humiliation play Mm. and there are many of them out there uh without a doubt this is also an extremely erotic uh, experience. So much you can do with role play. You can do what we like to do, the air quotes. Yes. A forced bisexuality. Right. Where, again, we never force anyone to do anything. Right. It's all consent. We say air quotes forced because part of that role play and that dynamic, well, if I tell you to fuck another man 
or if I tell you to suck off that man, or if I tell you that this man's going to fuck you, that's part of the role play. Oh, no, mistress, please, no, no, no. Meanwhile, you're saying, yes, yes, yes. Right. But the role play is no, no, no. Yeah. And there's scenarios involved in, in, in role play also. You can do the uh, the role play scenario, the doctor, nurse, which is really very, very, very erotic. In fact, you can make a whole thing out of the doctor, nurse uh, scenario. You can be the doctor and your patient who is going to get pegged is going to get cleaned out. Now, okay. there is a way. There is a way to do the forced bisexuality without actually including another male in the play. So Absolutely. maybe they love the fantasy of it, but the reality of it is not something they want to do. Well, how right. do you how do you account for that? Right. Well, what you can do is, intro, you know, introduce uh, a dildo he's familiar with, and then blindfold him. Pull out a dildo he's not familiar with. If you're in a hotel room, you can even do a little theatrics. Say, hold on one second. I just got a text. My friend is here. Right. Open the door. But I've instructed him not to speak while he's in the room. Right. Open the door. Pretend you're letting somebody in. The guy's blindfolded, so he is not seeing that there's no one there, pull out a different dildo, something he is not familiar with, and use that. Right. And say, well, how do you like it? How do you like getting fucked by a guy? My friend here is doing quite a number on your ass. You can really, really, so there's really go, go pretty good with this. Do. Yeah, no question about it. Doctor, nurse scenario. Um, uh, police officer with a nightstick. Hello. Uh, <laughs> The locker never, room. You'll never run it. Right. Another red light again. There you go. <laughs> locker room. The locker room. Whoa. The locker room. All sorts prison. of gen- prison. All different. <laughs> the correctional if, officer. Let me correct you. Right. If you're into humiliation right. or gender play, or you know. gender play, you can dress him up. There are many, many men who enjoy the idea the of cross dressing when they're cross dressed. Yes. Okay. Um, these are men, men who cross-dress. They have all different kinds of reasons from, for cross-dressing. But essentially what's happening is they're turned on um, dressed as a woman. Uh, or they're turned on by thinking of themselves as a woman in that particular scenario. So go to it. Do it. Okay? And so what does a woman get? She gets a cock up her butt. Or we'll pretend it's not a butt in that particular moment. In other words, use your imagination. Play with the idea of this. Play with the idea of it. There is so much that you can do. Um, You can have so many fantasies come to life. Now, I'm one of the kinds of people who believes that a lot of fantasies should stay just as they are, as fantasies. But when fantasies are innocent, and where fantasies just mean getting something that you have wanted for a very, very long time, but you were afraid to ask anybody to do it, I think this is a a healthy fantasy to act out. And essentially, um, just use your imagination, okay? Use role play. Use whatever the hell you feel like using. Get your guy down on his knees, okay? Use techniques that you might want to use, like in an interrogation scene, when the third party comes in the door and your blindfolded um, slave or submissive bottom, whatever, is, is uh, on his knees. He has no idea what's going on. So have fun. But know your partner and know it's going to turn them on and you'll get there. And it's going to be great. So if he says, no, I don't want to, I really don't want to, then do other things. And I, I would say probably more than 50% of the time, you're going to graduate to the real thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it... You changed his mindset. Right. You changed his mindset. Right. And when you when the mindset is changed, new possibilities open up. Right. New experiences open up. And then you like I said, you didn't just go in and shove the Mac Daddy dildo in his ass. No. You did the pinky, you and you didn't do all of this in one right. session, in right. one place time. Right. You just did the pinky in this one. Right. And then you saw him again a couple weeks later. And you introduced a, a, t- a tiny, small dil- silicone right. uh, dildo. 
and then a couple of weeks later you saw him again and you you did the small dildo or if it's your regular partner yeah so yeah. you this is a gradual over months and months and months and months. Would you say that this is uh, not appropriate for pickup play? Oh, definitely not. Uh-huh. Not at all. Because obviously you don't know this person. Right. With And any stretch of the Now, what about the swinger community? The swinger community has sex uh, with, pe- with people in the swinger community, have sex with others that they don't know. That's part of the that's part of the swinging thing. It depends on what your experience and your experience level, or whether I, or not you're I, comfortable. I, I, honestly, I couldn't tell you because yeah. I'm not a swinger. Yeah. So I really don't understand their their mores and the, how they go about conducting and, and I mean, finding these one of the things. Yeah, and and one of the things and, about you know meeting up with people, hooking up with people. On, on apps like Grinder and things along those lines. You're having anal sex for somebody you you don't know, you've never met. But we're also about talking about people who are experienced in the act of it. Mm. So I don't think that I would just go and pick somebody I just met. Because, well, first of all, I wouldn't just go and have sex with somebody I just met either. Um, That's yeah. me, okay? Me now, um, uh, swingers might feel a little bit different about it. So it's up to the individual with what they feel comfortable with. And if you're experienced, in other words, if you're not a virgin, okay, um, and it is fine with you, then it's fine with you, particularly when you take the proper precautions. We call that safe sex, right? Yes, okay, so here's here is an experience, my... First experience with anal sex. And the guy that I was with is something of an asshole. I ended up breaking up with him after this incident. He, there was no prep. There was no start small. That He just stuck it in there. And oh my God, did it freaking hurt. And then that, I was like, I was done. Like, I was done. So... You you definitely don't want to do that with somebody that you don't even know. And we had been dating just a couple of months. We were both kinky. Um, and that was my first experience with anal. Which you would think, oh my God, why does she love anal so much after she had such a bad first experience? Because the other experience is made up for it. <laughs> because I did not... I realized that he was just an asshole and didn't, right. didn't know what he was doing right. to begin with. right. So once I learned and I found Tristan Terramino and she became my, my anal sex goddess and I just learned, I've seen every video, she, I've read every book, I, you know, went and to if all I can, her classes. Can I, can I mention that this is a really good resource, even if we're talking about traditional pegging, which is a woman, um, you know, uh, uh, giving anal sex with a, a, a dildo. Uh, to a male, that Tristan is uh, Tristan's book, and, tr- and by this time I think her book will be open, which is a woman's guide to anal sex, and um, uh, her uh, her video is going to be reissued, I believe, as a DVD. Um, she's really a great resource on this, whether you're pegging a man or whether or not you're pegging a woman. Would you be pegging a woman? Sure, why not? Absolutely, it's the same activity. Okay, Uh, as a dominant female, you don't have a natural penis, so you're pegging. Okay, in any event, we're going to sing the praises of Tristan one more time. We do that a lot, don't we? (laughs) We like our kinky partners. We do. She is one of our trusted kinky partners. But the thing is, she is incredibly uh, well versed in the topic. Uh, she's a sex educator and she does a great job on it. I would say that this is a great resource. So the the reality here is. it takes time or it doesn't take time. It is something you do right away with somebody or you don't. There are many different ways to approach this. And we are not saying just because we wouldn't or we would that you wouldn't or you should. Okay? That's just the way it is. Um, we leave these things up to you because it is up to you. Okay? It's what you want to do and it's whether or not you have a partner to do it with. We just feel that you've got to have, no matter what it is that you do with somebody, and this includes any kind of sex, you've got to have explicit prior consent. Always. Permission. 
So you, you get the go-ahead. Yes. And But you have no tools. You have no equipment. How do you, how, how do you go about getting the equipment? It doesn't have to be so mechanical. Make it a fun outing. Take, go go to your part. Go with your partner to an excitement video. Ah, or go with. What's your, that? A sex toy shop? It's a it's a sex toy shop. Right. Or you I can mean, go to some of the wonderful places that are all, all over, like Babes in Toyland. Yes. You can yes. also go to some of the um, uh, the porn shops that are more direct. Well, I say porn shops, which really equipment stores uh, that are more directed towards women. They're a little more. They, some women might feel a little less intimidated or a little safer in there. Yeah. Because a lot of times you go to some of the shops, like I know in in, in New York City. Um, particularly in some neighborhoods. I mean, you want to talk about Mac Daddy um, dildos. dildos? My, oh my. And, um, you know, you don't have to go that route. There's a lot of other routes to go to. And there are wonderful, wonderful online things as well. So and, uh, make it yeah. fun. Go together. Go together. Make right. it fun. Go see what they have. And don't forget your sense of humor while you're in there. So what do what do you need? Let's make a list of what do you need. Well, you need a harness. Right. So many different kinds. First and foremost, tell you, us about you harnesses. You need a harness. So we we described briefly what a harness looks like. Right. And but that was just what it looks like. Uh-huh. You want something that's going to be comfortable because pegging usually a good pegging scene, the actual sex, the actual insertion and movement. What, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, usually not terribly long time. It could be five minutes or 10 minutes for that matter either. But you want something, something that is going to fit on you snugly. Snugly and comfortable. And comfortable. My first snap on, uh, strap-on harness was leather. Okay. Let me tell you. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous leather you know, strap on. It was so uncomfortable because the leather would chafe between my legs to the point where every time I'm thrusting, it was rubbing against the, and leaving like scrape marks for lack of a better word Mm -hmm. on my thighs. Mm -hmm. And so it became very irritable, Mm -hmm. uh, to wear. Right. Um, so, I stopped wearing that one, and then we found a couple of really cheap nylon ones, but they didn't fit snug to the body. And there's nothing worse than a droopy dick. In that case, no, there isn't. <laughs> and there, you know, it's there, hard to thrust yeah. when the penis is going somewhere other than your body right, is going right. because it's not snugly. Fit. And take the time to put it on correctly, which is um, sometimes it'll take a while to put it on correctly. And there are sizes that fit everyone from very tiny women to very big women. It is amazing. The, yes. the stuff that's out so there. The more comfortable fabrics are um, like a nylon, maybe. With the, with the nylon, though, it could tend to be not as snug unless instead of getting the kind that has the leg holes that, you know, and then you adjust the straps, they also have ones that fit like pants, like bike shorts that are snug to the body because they fit like bike shorts, but they have the ring that allows you to put the penis in. And one of these, um, that's actually two layers. There's a layer that the penis that lays against your skin. And then there's a pocket with the hole. And then you put the dildo into the pocket and through the hole. So it's actually very secure because they're bike shorts. They're very secure. No straps. You fit the bike short and it's got a place for you to take put out the dil- in right. and out and i've seen size some, dildos right and i've seen some recently that are um made of reinforced latex so you're putting on latex mm. yeah latex it's, like, it's almost like latex bike shorts or right. panties and silicone silicone and what it is is it's reinforced and it's and pretty yeah silicone what was the um 
What was the other? Uh, right. It's not latex. It's it's rubber, really, is, yes. is what it is. But I can't remember the name of it either. But <laughs> it's like, reinforced, it and it's pretty solid. It really is pretty solid. And the thing is, it will... Neoprene. Neoprene. And it, it will, Neoprene. It will um, accommodate a large variety of different sizes, different thicknesses, and different ends. Usually, you have what's called a flange end. Yes. And the flange end usually is the uh, thing that allows it to be attached to the ring or something along those and lines. And stay in the ring. Right. And then there are some that have a hole on the bottom, which actually gets inserted into a peg, speaking of pegging, which is on the other side of the, which is on the side of the harness. And so that's inserted that way as well. That usually has a ring as well. It's just another way. So I settled on my present strap-on harness, which I love it's absolutely fabulous and i'm gonna give a little plug um it's made of nylon but it has straps and everything is covered the straps are covered so it's very soft material and it does it has that front pocket that has the skin and then there's a pocket and you put the penis in i also bought it's called spare parts hardware uh-huh. Are they still in business? Yes, they are, because I checked right. them out the other day. Very good. Spare Parts Hardware is the name of the brand of the strap-on. And while I, and I saw this at a show. We were at a King convention, and they actually had penises there that fit. Because you have to get a penis that fits in the ring. If the penis is too thick or too wide and won't fit in the ring, then you can't use that penis with that harness. And some of them don't have um, the right kind of base. I mean, there's different yes. kinds of dildos. Um, dildos come in what you could call representational and non-representational forms, okay? Um, they, some of them have a suction base. Some of them have a... Um, I guess you could call it a flaccid base. Uh, there's all different kinds. So you want to get the kind that's going to work in your particular harness. This particular dildo, when you put it into the strap-on, there are actually ridges. And it's shaped to fit the woman's curve right over her, uh, right over her clitoris. Right. So that every time the woman thrusts into the man... The ridges on the base of the dildo rub up against her clitoris. So she's actually receiving pleasure. Not as just... long as you're wearing it the right way. You have to make sure these mm. things fit you. Right. And that's another thing. That if you go to a really nice, reputable store, particularly one that's um, um, kind of like directed towards uh, women's pleasure, uh, like Babes in Toyland or something along those lines, they'll let you try them on. Oh, yeah. Uh, they'll let you see. Because there is nothing worse than having one where you can't get it up high enough over your hips because it's the wrong size. Or it's so big, even at its smaller point, that it's going to fall down, uh, like you said snug. before. Yeah, it's not snug. So you need to try them on. You need to do these things. And if you're very, very handy, you probably could even make one of your own or something along those lines. But the point is, it's a try. Um, try them until you find the one that you really like. But at this I was impressed with this one, though, because more often than not, only the man receives the physical pleasure right. from the pegging. I mean, But we, again, if it's not on you the right way, yes. it's not going to do anything for you. Right. But if it is sized correctly and the, the woman now can also maybe even have an orgasm while she's pegging the guy. It's so possible. Now it's... Both of you are getting pleasure from doing the thing. So it's 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 not just him receiving the pleasure. I mean, we get pleasure, but it's more of a mental. And there's also other positions pleasure. as well. And there's also other kinds of harnesses. There's yes. a head harness. Uh, think about what that might mean, okay? You can put a head harness on your boy. I have a thigh. A thigh harness, right. I have one that fits, that Talk about attaches a lap dance, to my huh? hand. Yeah. I have one that attaches to my hand. Right. Uh, how many times have you been playing with somebody and you drop the, and you drop it? Right. Now it's attached to the hand. I can pull it out. Right. I can, right. you know. Right. Um, there's a load of variations. So there's a lot of, there's ones that have um, a smaller 
dildo on one end, it's a gag. And a larger dildo, so the smaller end goes in the man's mouth. And the larger end goes for the woman, either anally or vagina. Wow, so how interesting. You're st he's still getting fucked through his mouth, but now he's providing you pleasure as Isn't well. Isn't that interesting? We have one of those as well. My, yeah. my, my partner loves that. Isn't that interesting? Loves it. Right. Um, so there, there, and positions, let's talk for a second about positions. I mean, we're not necessarily talking about the missionary position with the guy on the bottom mm -hmm. either. Okay. I mean, there's, if you look at books, if you read, and we'll, we have a couple we're going to suggest to you. If you look at, I don't encourage people to look at crummy porn. If you're going to look at porn, I like people to look at good porn. But there are lots of different types of positions. You can look um, and find plenty of examples of um, the submissive male or the um, uh, any other kind of male, for that matter, on his back uh, with his legs up. And there are certain types of toys that are made. I don't know what you would actually call them, but it's almost like a... Um, uh, almost looks like, let's say, something that you'd use for maybe physical therapy. And I know that sounds a little strange, but envision something that is uh, somewhat elastic, but not too elastic, that um, almost looks like um, uh, a long, long belt. Part of it is elastic, and at the ends are um, hand grips, okay? And you put that belt around your neck. You don't buckle anything. You just put it around your neck and you bring it down to your sides and then you put your hands into the um, uh, the grips, the hand grips. Mm. Well, that's really nice. So now what are you doing? Well, you're taking your the other side of that belt, essentially, and what you're doing is you are lifting the legs up. So you have total and complete access to the male bits as opposed to the female bits. And that is a position that some women really, really enjoy. Why? Because they can see the face mm. of the uh, of the man underneath. They can enjoy whatever contortions uh, his face mm. and the rest of his body are doing or whatever. There's eye contact. And a lot of people really like that, particularly in a... It deepens the intimacy. Yes. And also, particularly in a femdom male sub uh, scenario, that can be very, very, very much... Uh, putting a male into his submissive place. No question about it. So there's a lot of different kinds of things that you can do. There are cushions. Some cushions are just phenomenal for this particular uh, activity. And um, you can look at a, look at a toy catalog. Um, just about every good... We have. I bought, I bought this foot. It was a blow-up footrest. And it's it starts with a higher incline right. and and then goes down. Well, we had, we don't even use it for for the back. You know, it was for people with bad backs. Now we use it for anal sex. There you go. Because it puts the butt higher, right? And then the person lays down the right. incline, right? And it's my my partner is like six two. Right. I'm five two. Right. There is no way <laughs> right. in hell that I can get up That's right. to his waist. Right. But when he's over this pillow, it brings him down and I put on, you know, maybe like two inch boots or something. Right. And brings me up a little bit. So that the, we can figure out the right. the size differential. Right. right. So play around, have fun checking it all out. But like I said, you can get a lot of good ideas of what's out there to facilitate this activity by looking at the catalogs of sex toys. And they're all out there. Um, I don't know any any really good... Adam and uh, Eve. Adam and Eve. I don't know any really good sex toy... Even uh, Amazon. Proprietor, exactly. It doesn't have a really Amazon. good example of sex toys, which include things that make um, um, pegging really, really pleasurable. And that includes, you know, small, medium, and large, mm. and the Mac Daddy. Oh, my of, God. Of the, of the Oh, my God of the, of the dildos. <laughs> there really is a lot of great stuff out there. Now, in terms of lubes, well, if you've listened to our uh, our anal podcast sex. on anal sex, you know what we say. There is never too much, much lube. lube. Just when never. you think you have enough. Right. 
add more. Right. And this is something that can make uh, the a original... world of difference. world of difference and the original uh, effort, or I should say the first efforts of having uh, pegging be successful because the lube is so incredible. And with a lot of people, I'm not saying all people, and I'm not saying even most of people, but there are many people who will be able to be successfully pegged even though they have never had anal sex before uh, because of the lube that's used. There's a slew of it. Now, keep in mind one thing, we say this in our anal sex podcast as well, any kind of lube that includes any kind of oil is going to be destructive to safe sex materials. Your condoms and your dildos. Do not, under any circumstance, use any sort of silicone lube with latex condoms or silicone dildos. The reason we like silicone for dildos is because they're so easy to clean. You throw right. that sucker in the dishwasher. That's right. Uh, and it becomes sanitary That's again. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's better to stick with a water-based lube, especially for anal, because A, there's no problem if it gets absorbed into the anus. Right. It's perfectly safe. Uh, you do have to re-lubricate often, but that could be done in a sexy way. Right. You know, it doesn't have to And there to are be. tools for that as well. Of course. Okay, there are all different and kinds of things And there are even penises that you can fill up with uh, warm It's amazing, isn't liquid it? Liquid to, ma- to... It's just to, amazing to, what's out there. <laughs> You can fill it up with warm liquid to That's stimulate, right. uh, to simulate right. orgasm, right. um, a spuge coming out, uh, or you can fill it up with lube. That's right. And so now you're squeezing the lube already in the anus through That's the right. dildo. That's right. So now you've got lubrication on the outside going in, and you've got lubrication on the inside coming right. out. Right, and there were syringes that are made for the for this purpose as turkey baster. Absolutely, yeah, right. (laughs) But there's a lot of different kinds of things. So the again, our suggestion for in terms of equipment, um, go to a sex toy store together. See what they have. Keep your sense of humor. Have fun. Go and see what's out there. I have to. I have to say this because if you do go to these sex shops, there is always going to be a section of the lubes. All different kinds of lubes. For the love of God, people, don't get the ones with the anesthetic in them. You're missing the whole point. Well, not only that, it's dangerous. You can do damage. You're missing the whole point of anal sex. The whole point of anal sex is to not anesthetize your bottom. Didn't we just talk about all the incredible parts of the body and all the nerve endings and all of this incredible stuff that's going on? Whenever I'm shopping... And I see that they have these lubes with, that are anesthetizing lubes. I'm like, well, why? That's, that defeats the whole purpose of the pleasure. So please, don't buy the ones with the anesthetizing lotion, anesthetizing fluid lubes. Please, if you want to feel the pleasure... Don't be afraid of the pain. The pain is is, is a is, signal. Is a signal that you're doing it wrong. That's right. That there is a problem. <laughs> the tissues of uh, the anal anal sex, the tissues that are involved, can be very very delicate. Um, yeah, they are full of incredibly wonderful nerve endings. There's no question about it. But they are somewhat delicate. And uh, the idea is you don't want to tear anybody. You don't want to tear anything. You don't want to cause any abrasions or any scratches or things along those lines. And so you do things that are safe and you do them in a safe way. And this is getting some knowledge about the subject. And in fact, you know, watching somebody doing this is a, is a great mm. idea. Watching oh, God, several people doing this. And I'm not just talking about... You know, porn. I'm not talking about internet porn. Uh, pegging demos at an event or something along those strap lines. Strap-on demos. Strap-on demos. Incredibly erotic. I got to fuck my first woman in a strapping Well, demo. there you go. Need I say more? <laughs> Did we talk enough about when um, the femdom is not interested or when the woman is not interested in pegging the guy? 
Did we talk about that? I, I, you know, I think we might have accidentally glossed over Yeah, that. because I was going to say, it's not just about, you know, there may be, you know, the guy who is really not into it and until he realizes what's good for him. Um, and, you know, there are a lot of women who get squicked with, with the idea of giving a guy anal sex. Now, I think because you're talking about, you know, gender roles here, too, you're threatening, again, like we said before, all things that make men men. Um, and even um, dominant females or women who want to, um, uh, you know, um, um, have submissive males still want to see the man as a man. So a lot of women don't want cross-dressers. A lot of women who are in dominant roles don't want to see guys, um, uh, you know, be, uh, be in that humiliated role. They want them to re- maintain their powerful, their power and their uh, maleness or whatever and give in in other ways. So my suggestion is if what's squicking you is the, oh, it's messy, uh, oh, it's too dirty, you know, it's dirtier than, than a butt. Um, think about the fact that most women, um, not all women, but most women have experience in changing diapers. Now, I think this might sound a little strange, but it's the truth. I mean, we have experience with this, gals. It's not going to kill you. And the other thing is, is give your guy something else and see how turned on he is. And maybe that just maybe that might make you want to go a little might bit change further. The mindset. Might change your you, mindset. Open you up to the possibility. Right. And like from that. my philosophy or from the way I look at it, the more powerful, the more strong a man is. This is my fetish with state troopers and cops. Um, the stronger and the more uh, masculine the guy is, the better it is to give it to him up the butt. Remember Tom? Oh, man. Tom was an FBI agent. That's right. <laughs> we had a lot oh. of fun. We had a lot of fun with Tom. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Oh, yes, we did. So the thing is, is think about it in that regard, okay? So I'm not saying you should have to. I'm not saying anybody should force you to do what you don't want to do. And you shouldn't be doing something that you don't want to do just to please him. That goes against everything we believe. But the reality is, maybe it might get to please you. Take some time. Experiment a little. Use your hands. Put on gloves. Use a shitload of, 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 of lube. And Put just on massage. Put on two pairs of gloves. Two pairs of gloves. And just massage the perineum. You know what the perineum is. By the way, right underneath the perineum, that's where the prostate is. Right there. Okay, and as more turned on as he gets, the harder it gets, and you can feel it. So, in any event, massage that. See what happens there. Okay, use a couple of toys. See what a turn on it is. See, oh yes, it's clean. No big deal. Okay, take a take a condom. Put the condom on your toy. Oh, okay? I always do that. Always, but you don't have to. It doesn't even have to be a dildo. Any kind of a toy. Right. Do whatever it is. That might allow you to relax a little and enjoy Start it. Start with a Nobody butt says plug. you have to. Start with a butt plug. Nobody says you have to. What we're saying is, is you know, kind of meander around that area. See what it, the turn on is. And maybe his turn on will turn you on. Now, there was one other thing. And then we'll turn to our book recommendation. Yes. Because we are intellectuals and we like to read. Oh, yes. Particularly things. about sex. Intellectuals definitely like to read about <laughs> sex. And... <laughs> There's another fun thing that the dominant oh, or the woman can do with the man who's receiving is a lot of times they have, it's like a little ring. And on the base of this ring is a teeny tiny little vibrator. And what you do is you hang, you put your strap on, on you put the dildo in the strap on and you're now packing, you're now, there you are. Then you put this ring with the vibrator over the penis all the way down. So now every time you go insert the pen the dildo into the anus, it gets a little from the vibrator. Right. And so now not only is he getting the stimulation from the insertion, He's getting that little sense of that little bit of like vibrating that is intensifying all of those nerve endings that are right in the taint. 
That's where the vibrator comes right down into the tank. That's what I was saying. That's what I was calling the perineum. I was using I was using the medical term. Oh, <laughs> all right. Well, the taint is the taint. In case people don't know what the taint is, the taint is that stretch of skin between the balls and the anus. It's that little tiny. It it taint your balls and it taint your ass. <laughs> and I think where it came from. God. So that's why they call it the taint. Uh, and it so, can be it can be it, it can be a, a one and a half inches, two inches, three inches, four inches, whatever, it's, whatever. It's everybody and everybody's got one. Yes, and the added bonus for the woman is that vibrating. If for women who like vibration, I hate vibration, so I don't use it. I'll use it separately uh, if we're doing play. Um, but the woman can also feel the vibration yes. up against her yes. clitoral area. Right. So there's, again, pleasure for her and right. pleasure for him. Did I mention one other thing? I don't remember whether we mentioned this or not because um, I have been talking about uh, pegging all day today. But in any event, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. If you are not all that sure that you want to do the pegging thing, and even if you... Um, are sure you want to do the pegging thing. And I'm talking about your role as a woman in this particular scenario. Get yourself the harness and the dildo anyway and wear it under your jeans, inside your jeans. Get it anyway and wear it underneath your skirt. Like Midnight Lady was talking about before, walking around the dungeon and shoving her penis where it didn't belong, <laughs> which we would never do without consent. But then again... Or with someone we knew. We knew very well. We, we had a relationship, right? the funniness. But I think that is one of the most interesting feelings to pack a cup. Oh, I was, I was completely enthralled with it. And I would, as a I femme, completely right? And as a femme, <laughs> wearing this under your skirt, underneath your dress... And I'm not talking about, you know, some Mac Daddy of a dildo that's going to hang out and make, you know, make it look like you have a, this is a, your dress is a tent. I'm talking about, you know, something that is in a more flaccid state, okay, and you get somebody to fill you up. Uh, his pleasure and his delight, I'll go so far as to say it's delight, is going to be so obvious how can you resist that? Yeah. How so can you resist let's that? Let's move on Let's to talk about a couple of books. Because we're running short on time. Oh. So our... our two, you mean we've been talking all afternoon about... And I can keep going. <laughs> so uh, the two books that we have is... The, let's see. The Adventurous Couple's Guide to Strap-On Sex by oh. written by Violet Blue. And who's the... the um, Cleo, Cleus... Press. Cleus Press. Okay. Cleus Press. And it says, uh, it's great for first timers, advanced positions, techniques, building trust, talking about your desires, fantasies, toys, power play, with a complete guide to helpful resources like videos, books, and websites. Mm -hmm. So it really is, plus a couple of erotic stories for the, right. for the reading. Right. So it is a good book to get you started on the path to pegging. Right. So which book do you have? Um, the one that I have is The Ultimate Guide to Strap-On Sex, a complete resource for women and men. And this is written by Carolyn Lotney, who is also known as the Fairy Butch. And this book <laughs> is also published by the Cleus Press. Now, I'm not quite sure um, whether or not it's still in print or not. But if it's not, there's a lot of other stuff out there too. Tristan Taramino. Yeah, and if you and if you look at Cleus Press, you'll also see that Cleus Press did uh, publish the ultimate guide to anal sex for women, which means the woman is the receiver. But everything that is in that is also true, primarily uh, in terms of um, uh, technique and this and that and everything else for male and and women. So, if you have any questions or comments. About anything you've heard today, you have uh, you don't understand a term, or you'd like some more information, please feel free to email us at tkw at twokinkywomen.com. That's a numeric two, tkw at twokinkywomen.com. Sign up for the newsletter, where every month you'll get a, a freebie in the, in the email telling you that the episode is dropped and we always like to uh, include a free downloadable goodie of some kind. And don't forget to go to the homepage to kinkywomenpodcast.com where you can download your free 
infographic. There's one every month. Tells you the top five things you need right, to know right, about this right, episode. Because right. we are all about the education here at Two We really are. And we're all about sharing this information. That means you need to share this information too. Tell your friends. Tell your kinky partners. Tell your whatever. Tell whoever you want to tell that we are out there. and um, Look for us also on Instagram. We yeah. do. We do respond to every message that we get on Instagram quicker than we do with email. Right. Keep your cards and letters coming in. And check us out on YouTube also because we're doing educational videos on YouTube. Short little educational videos. And I want to also tell you that if we're talking about anal sex, you need to go back to our podcast where we interviewed the queen of (laughs) anal sex. And that is our trusted king partner and dear Dear, dear friend, Tristan Terramino, do check out anything that she's written. She's just fabulous. Phenomenal. And, and do listen to our interview with her. We thank you for listening. And we are two kinky women. And we want you to be kinky too. Yes, we do. See you next time. <laughs>